Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Friday night across the capital. The tunes, the, the big ones. We're chucking them out the bangers. That one, of <laughs> course, Tahiti Millwall by uh, Nick Hart and the Lewis and Brass. <laughs> Band. <laughs> <laughs> good evening. This is Love Sport Radio. How are you, Nick? I'm good, Aaron. It's good to Thank see you, mate. mate. Yeah, it's good to see. Good you to see. Too, you. We've got the. It feels like we've got the A team back. Yeah, it's, 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 we're, we're loaded. We're, we're, we're you know. Dun, 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 can word? I be face? Dun, dun. Can you what? <laughs> can I be face? We're, we're locked and loaded. <laughs> you want, mate? We've, we've, we've got Acton Millwall and the Temp and in the case temp. they ever have go on holiday. <laughs> Who's that? You? That is me. Yeah. <laughs> are you the Temp? Are you the sub? I am the sub. Are you basically a glorified yeah. John O'Shea? I'm like Benson and Hedges from Mike Bassett, the movie. Do you remember them <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Harry Warren is down the middle, of course, giving us that bite in midfield. <laughs> I'm like a slow JCB. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it into the mix. So as, it's my as, style. as you said, Mill will buy their players from Booker's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> macros. So, yeah. I, I brought the full compliment in for, because we've got to talk about a game so dreary. Yeah. There was so little incident, I needed maximum assistance yeah. on Millwall, nil, Rotherham, nil well, on y- Saturday. Young Mickey Avery's in as well. He's going to be giving us our club shop update a little bit yeah. later I'm on. A, I'm on the right wing doing my best Gary Taylor Fletcher impression. Good man, good <laughs> wow. man. Um, wow, first of, not, not moving. First and foremost, can I just say a big thanks to everyone who got involved um, last week after, after the show we did last Friday. Absolutely uh, incredible response. Yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was a good one, wasn't it? It was, it was an interesting yeah. show. Um Big subject, difficult subject in some respects. Yeah. But, um, no, we got a lot of good reaction, and online since. So I think we've, um, you know, it was it was things that had to be said, 
And that they said. were. They yeah. were said no. Uh, Saturday morning. Further evidence was proven on Monday. I was going to say, well, Saturday morning was uh, was thoroughly enjoyable as well on the old social media. The comments were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's always uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's part, part of the course. It's one yeah. of those subjects where, you know, you, 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 I, I find it difficult because you can't help but talk about it. Um, and whatever you say, um, whatever viewpoint you take, you, you find yourself either sounding like you're defending it, or you're, or you're, you're so far out on the other side of the, the fence that you're, you know, it's very hard to find middle ground. And I think that we, we did quite a good job. I think we should do this for a living. Do you, do you think? <laughs> Be like the thick of it, couldn't it? Just like two spin dots well, yeah, just I, keep I, being I gem- wheeled out. I genuinely thought of the thick of it last week. Have they really? Oh just done wow, that? that's three, a hat trick. That's three, a hat trick for Billy Shaw. Yeah, I saw his second goal. It's a foul. Wow. Oh my! Aston, Aston Villa, Villa nil. nil. Sunderland. Well, Sunderland. Sheffield United, mate. So we've got Sunderland on the break. Sunderland. I oh, know Sheffield United. Yes, that's you. Billy Sharp. Chef you, as the, as the Chelsea <laughs> the most, Chef success, most successful striker in this century. Yeah? That's why you tune into the show, listeners. It's fantastic. He is absolutely class. Aston Villa nil, three nil. Sheffield United yeah. three, just past the hour mark there at Villa Park. And Billy Sharp has a hat trick for the Blades. Chris Wilder's a class manager. He, he's going places. Mm. He's going places. Yeah. Do you think? Well, he's a, he's a Sheffield United fan. He ain't going to go anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Oh, 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 that's, that's a nice goal. Actually. I mean, I read Fulham fans turn around going, if we get relegated, sorry, when we get relegated, should bin off Ranieri <laughs> and bring in Wilder. I was like, why, why would he go he there? Go there? Might, maybe yeah, they exactly. should buy... I, I generally think they should get Mr. Warnock. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Fulham. Fulham. Why would he go there? That's for Muscat. That's for Muscat. Do you reckon, it, do you reckon if he come to Millwall... Yeah, like, you know... Where's that Moscat? In, 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 in the first press conference, he's sitting there, like, going down the tunnel of the dead. Where's that Moscat gone? Where's that, hey, where's that? Is that Muscat still in Muscat? You know when they went up with us in League One, Sheffield United, mm. did you think that they'd still be playing Billy Sharp up front and he'd get 22 championship goals this season? No, no I, th- I thought when, when he went there, I thought that was that was him done. I mean, yeah. he, he left South, he did he left Southampton go there, didn't he? No, he actually went somewhere else. And um, I know he had a lot of personal problems mm. in terms of, I think he, he lost his son. Yeah, he did, uh, yeah, at one point, I know he was. Yeah, you're right. It was at, well, yeah. it at Leeds. It was at Leeds, wasn't he? But Wilder is a is a good yeah. example. He's, he's a bit like, in in some ways, like Neil Harris in the in the sense that he is a kind of a traditional English manager. Sheffield United, big club, and you know they they are a, a club that could potentially hold their own in the Premier League, but well, they, only by abandoning the, well, they, the football's well, getting them up there. Well, they did know? they did get up to the Premier League, and they are probably victims of the biggest injustice in Premier League history of West Ham staying up and then being relegated when they use two illegal players. If we, you know, mm. look at the two differences in terms yeah, of Liverpool true. Stadium and yeah. so on, you know, talk about big scandals in football. You know, mm. you have Cal Chopoli in Italy. I think that's probably realistically equally as bad. Fundamental corruption of the FA. With Wilder, there was a conversation a little while ago, wasn't there? You know when like Pardew was on the managerial roundabout and Allardyce was coming in and people mm. going, they, they mentioned him, didn't they? Because, I mean... Was it Northampton that you got something like over a hundred points when you yeah. got them promoted? And you think, regardless of the league you're in and who you manage to get over, to get hundred points in any league, you're no mug of a manager. And then yeah. to do it again with Sheffield United when they've you know been a little bit of turmoil, you know why, why not why not give him the uh, Everton job? It's funny because he his his assistant manager Alan Nil was um, he was his actual assistant manager I think at Scunthorpe and yeah. at Berry yeah. mm. and they had like r- roles reversed. By the way, Alan Nil's like an extraordinarily tall man. You know that. Very tall. Is he taller than you? Is he yeah, man. I think he's about six, 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 seven. I was going to say, you and Jake Cooper going for a ball would be quite interesting. Maybe <laughs> I'll, we could I'll go do for that. that. Yeah, I'll go good. for that. Yeah, hundred percent. Chuck in young Mickey Avery as well. Mm. 
Well, you you'd know. bite it. I'm like, can I pull off onto the, your shoulder instead rather than going up against you? You can pull Jake. off wherever you like. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yeah. This is our entertaining Rotherham's game. Bit. I mean, not literally, about. yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're eight minutes into the show. We haven't mentioned Millwall nil, Rotherham nil. Uh, once. After, after the then. sheer, you know, exuberance euphoria. and yeah. euphoria and excitement of the week before. Yeah. This was just like a right boot that back down to earth. Wasn't it, it was. I was. I, I had the most exciting thing for me last Saturday was I had to leave the game early and go to Heathrow to pick up uh, Mrs. Hart on the way back from India. So um, I, I was listening to ninety four point nine. They described the game as thin gruel, thin gruel, which is um, very a Dickens- compliment to the game, probably very Dickensian, but it summed it up really because it was thin gruel, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was a tough watch. Personally, myself, I think that major Coke brand manufacturers are missing out on advertising opportunities at the den because I was the coldest I've ever been at football. It was really? Cold. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, cold, it wasn't even that cold. I just think I was so bored and the it, it was like biting it was aimless. wind. It was, it was, it was just was like dreary. just sitting. You know like you can imagine one man and his dog watching a game of park football where you have no real mm. no real interest in the result. You're just watching <clears throat> such dreadful football. I, I compared it to the Burton game away last season just without the defeat you know like I mean last season was terrible but this this is as I said on, on your show Nick on your podcast mm. that was a classic Millwall performance against teams you think you could beat the first 10 minutes you think oh we've hit the bar we're looking alright it's looking sharp and then oh this lot is shocking we don't have to put as much effort in or so it seemed I'm not saying the players don't do that obviously but it's what it just seemed like it just went it just died the game just I, died I after, the, after the 11th minute I can't minute. remember ever seeing a side so with not one player under five foot ten. No, they were a big team. Oh, big they were ridiculous. They, came, they couldn't play. They, they came couldn't for play the a point, point, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, and, they couldn't play a pass on. They, they did a job in that way. I mean, yeah. I, I can't. I can't not what they they came down for and what they they achieved. The point for them is, I mean, they're five points below us in the table, so they're going to need that point more than we do. Um, it wasn't a disastrous result. I mean, some were you know the usual bipolar reaction of Twitter. Um, some were calling for you know the usual suspects to be chopped and axed, but team changes. I mean, I, I I agreed with going back to the the same side that we had at Middlesbrough. I thought that was a decent performance up there. So I I can't knock the the change from the Everton game, but the it was it was it was quite striking the, the lack of um, fire and desire and or whatever you want to guile guile just anything, wasn't it? It was yeah, just, just such a nothing game. Like honestly, exactly. apart from the Gregory missing the last minute, I can't remember anything. At all. Yeah, I mean, I was along the A4 by that stage, but um, no, it was. I, 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 I go on. I, I, no, I just, I, just, I can't. The, the difference in in approach and difference in 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 lack of well, lack of energy. I think that's that's the thing. Uh, we're going to take a pause on the back of this. Matt has called him from Kent, so we're going to speak to him. This program was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Yeah, if you want to have your say this evening, 0208 70 25 father, and you don't have to come on and talk about Millwall Nil Rotherham Nil. You can talk about the club shop, you can talk about anything you want, really. You can talk about the deafening 
LED advert that comes on at the end of the half and the full time. Is that for Husky Chocolate? No, 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 no. There's, there's this weird kind of musical number that literally near enough calls me to have a Connery last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that thing. It's what mental. Is it advertising? What's the advert? I don't for? know what it's advertising. I haven't worked that out yet. I'm just deafened by the noise. It's not even Euro cake or anything good like that. No, no, we have Euro ferries. Ferries that don't exist. Exactly. There's Euro one cake for this kind of country club, and I think it's the most bizarre advert given that we're in South Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. They're advertising. Oh, no, it's the Cheltenham Festival advert. That's the one, which definitely is not going to happen now. Right. Let's go to Matt and Kate. Matt, what's your favourite advert of the den? Well, I've got to admit, that did wake me up last week. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, gentlemen. How are Evening, you? Evening, mate. Evening, mate. I just want to say, first of all, last week was uh, a cracking show. Um, obviously, I tweeted in... Um, about it, but uh, yeah, no hats off to you, gentlemen. Last week it was a, a very good show. And, thank uh, you very thank much, you, mate, thank you, gentlemen. Good. Um, if the question. I mean, we could reflect on last week. Now, a lot of people saying about um, the tactics. Now, tomorrow, Neil saying suggesting that he may go four four two with Morrison and Gregor up front. I, I don't know what your views are on that. Personally, I think the formation that we had last week and against Borough were spot on. Um, I think the personnel was wrong last week. I, that classic saying, you never change a winning team, should have been set. I think likes of Tunnicliffe and Ferguson were, were really unlucky to be dropped, in my opinion. Um, I thought that was the, one of the best games Tunnicliffe has ever played in a Millwall shirt. Um, but, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm just wondering what your views would be for tomorrow, really. Do you want to go 4-5? Would you rather go 4-5-1 or 4-3-3 or would you stick to the traditional 4-4-2? See, I, I mean, I just, we were just saying, Matt, before you came on, um, I actually approved of the team changes last week prior to the game, um, purely based on the fact that we went to Barra, we looked so good up there and probably should have nicked the points. Um, I, I think what's, what struck me against Rotherham was how the 4-3-3, 4-5-1, whatever way you want to uh, put it, is, is not a good formation or that, 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 um, that team setup is not a good... Um, you know, a collection of players for unpicking a defence and Rotherham to, to give them their due came down to shut up shop and we didn't have really have any clues to how to get round that. So I think, my own opinion, I'd be interested to see what Harry and Michael think, but I think, yes, I would stick with the, the same personnel tomorrow down at Swansea because I expect them to come on to us more and that's a counter-punch formation and I think that's where it will come into its own. I, f- I think we, we were saying it um, before, Matt, I think there's an element as well where we have to think out, think about what we want to get from sort of Ben Thompson because he was getting a lot of plaudits. Fair enough, he was in a lower division, but you know he was, he was head and shoulders one of the best players in the division when he was at Portsmouth. But he was playing a more of an attacking role and a bit more seemingly from the highlights we saw and the goals he was scoring a more creative role. He's now come back to the den, and he seems to be not doing that role. I know it's a different team and it's a different setup, it's a different league position. But if you're if he was playing in a position and a style where he was receiving plaudits and people screaming for him to come back. Why are we not doing that when he's back here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And to be fair, the, the Borough game, I mean, I watched that on, on um, online and uh, we were brilliant. I, I think, you know, we didn't look like a team that were, were in the bottom six, seven of, of that league. I agree. We, agree. We, in fact, we, we looked like we were in the top six, the way we played. And we, Middlesbrough were very, very poor, in my opinion. And, we, you know, when you have to take off all the all the, play, like, the players that they took off and then they brought on the big boys, like the, the Sombra Hongas, that, that just shows you something that we've done a cracking job up there. But um, what I noticed the difference was is that yeah, okay, the personnel's right, but I just felt there was so much long ball tactics again last week against Rotherham, which 
Neil said, like, oh, they're six foot five plus players. Well, let's not pump it up to the big, like, let's not pump it up forward. Let's let's try and play it on the floor. Because Millwall, when they play it on the floor, are, are actually quite dangerous to, to play against uh, from what I've seen. And, and yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think Ben needs that run in, in that middle of the park to go attacking and, and basically sort of like showcase himself, show the fans what we love about Ben Thompson, which is a true Millwall-spirited attacking midfielder. And yep. what Portsmouth have been like, been enjoying for the first half of, of the season. Yeah, I, I'd agree with a lot of what you said there, Matt, to be fair. I, I think the problem for Neil Harris, and I'd be interested to hear what you all think on this, I think the problem for Neil Harris is that at the Den, we're a bit... At the Den, at home, Millwall fans kind of want us to go at the other team. And realistically, the personnel at the moment, we haven't really got the strength in depth to do that. So if it's not working, I don't think we've got, you know, Tunnicliffe, Williams, Leonard, Thompson are very much the same style of midfielder. They're not going to, you know, I can't see, with the greatest deal of respect to Ryan Tunnicliffe and Ryan Leonard, um, you know, they're, they're not going to run past four men and, and put one in from 25 yards. It, it's not going to happen. So I feel like... The reason they go long ball is because it's worked so much. I mean, the week before against Everton, the better side, obviously, supposedly, than Rotherham. I think that does get in your head a little bit. I also think last mm. week we got fanned out at left back. I think Murray Wallace was, his pace was very... Exposed. Yeah, exposed is yeah. the word yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. And maybe, and this is maybe the only place where I would change, I would give Ferguson a run out at left back. Mm. In a four-three-three, it was three. harsh on Ferguson to get dropped. I would, it was, I would agree with that. but agree. Marshall played left back last season against Aston Villa on the last day and was fantastic, mm. absolutely fantastic. Now he's a little bit more switched on defensively than I'd say an Aidan O'Brien would be. So maybe that's something to look at going forward. Mm. But obviously, away from home tomorrow at Swansea, if we get a point, I'll take your hand off. If I'm being honest, oh, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, that that's a good idea because obviously you can have Marshall and Ferguson sort of like switch playing quite a bit there. So um, which, which is quite quite um, good that you've got two players there that can both be attacking as well as defensive. So it's a nice balance there. So would you go tomorrow, Matt? Would you would you would you go stay with the four three three same eleven as last week? Would you make changes tomorrow? I I, I would I would personally stick. Yeah, I mean I, I I think I would stick with that. I mean the idea of having Fergie at left back attacking slash and and at left back seems like a good idea. Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't think. I, I mean, I, I'm, I was, you know, four four two is a good formation, but you know, the, the modern day football is you attack, you go four three three, you defend, you go four five one, and that's sort of like that's where that's where modern, in my opinion, that's where modern football is. So you know, Williams, that little pocket in front of the back four for Williams, where he can, you know, we know he can ping a, a, a decent pass. Um, that would be an ideal scenario for him, and that gives the freedom of likes of Leonard. And Thompson or Tunnicliffe to actually go forward, and and it's funny how you mentioned about how like we we don't take on like the midfield don't take on three players or two players and shoot. Well, we, I, I get there early and I watch them warm up, and they're they're having pot shots from twenty five plus on the sidelines, and are oh, they going in? Though? It winds me up. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but at least have a crack. I mean, yeah. but you know what? I think we'll be more sort of like appreciative if they do hit 25 yards and they go an inch wide or an inch over or obviously back in the net and I just don't see it likes of 
Like Romeo can hit a ball at 25 yards, 30 yards. I've seen, I mean, he did have a shot, actually, to be fair, last Saturday, and it went straight down the keeper's throat. But you know we've got players that can do that. And it annoys me when we're just outside the edge of the box, and all I want to do is say, shoot, like, just hit the thing and see what happens. You know, it's the classic case. You, you can't win a raffle. You can't win the prize if you don't buy the ticket. You know what I mean? It's, it's that sort of mm. analogy, really. But um, another thing before I go, gentlemen, is... Um, has there any been updates from the FA regarding the challenge on the centre half on Jordan Archer? Because we've been, both clubs have been charged with a, and I'll put it in inverted commas, a melee from that incident. During it the was week. a melee, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, I, in real time, I didn't really catch the full extent of the challenge on Jordan Archer. I, I don't know if it's I the challenge. It, I called it a ridiculous it decision, didn't I, at the ridic- time? Yeah. That was what I tweeted. But is it the challenge that the FA aren't really interested in the facts whether he should or shouldn't have got a red card? It's more about sh- the scuffle, isn't it? I think it because he showed the yellow card, they can't do anything anyway, I can they? I so. No. There you have it. There is your answer. Matt, thank you for, uh, for, for, for calling in tonight, pal. We do appreciate it. We've got to go to a break now. But uh, if you want to have your say this evening, it's 02087. 70-20-5-5-8. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio uh, with your Millwall fans. Can't tell you what goes on during the breaks here, believe me. It's the best part of the show. What I can tell you, well, we've got to bring the extra back. (laughs) I couldn't edit enough. There's so much material. I couldn't edit all the bits that are libelous, um, defamation of character. Slander. Slander. I'd have been doing 20 years. And that, that was just the one me and Harry were on, wasn't it? Yeah. I've, got, I've got a house to protect, listeners. I can't, I can't be putting out on my Twitter feed. I'm and block 17, 18, 19, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, yeah. they've closed down a couple of back rows in the two blocks concerned. And um, there's, there's a, I think there's a, a slight urban myth that Mill have now got microphones hanging down from the roof of, of the... Um, of the um, well, uh, uh, urban myth, in a sense, I think they've always been there. I don't you mean like in bingo? No, no, no. They were here. New. They were here. They were open to the elements. Now they've been enclosed in plastic. Right. I think it was was the microphones. You know, you used to get in, like the old boxing matches. That yeah. was when Herbie Hyde fought there, and they've got stuck, and we've just not taken them off since 1994. Well, to be fair, as Nick kindly put in the the Achtung Millwall Year Handbook thing book thing, thing that, yeah. that you made, yeah. um, he talked about how the den was a multi-use. Venue, and so you never know that they, they might think that you know Anthony Joshua might fancy it or something like that. Um, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather versus Joe Juicy Jake Cooper. That's it. There's a there's been a goal by the way in that game at uh, at Villa Park, and uh, is, it Al- is it Alan Hutton's button? Uh, no, I'm just looking to see who was uh, who has grabbed that goal for for the Villa. I don't think he knew about it, did he? Look. No, he didn't. It looked like it. It's a squad player with a number forty four. It's a squat. Ten pounds says he's on loan. Ramsden's currency. They got written on their shirt. Now, Ten pounds. Oh, Tyrone, Tyrone Mings. Mings. Oh, the face stamper. It's old Mingsy. 
to me, that's a chip shop. How Ramsden, they got into the currency FX zone. I know, well do you know what? I, I used to think about that as well. Harry Ramsden. It's like when Darby was sponsored by Pedigree. And I never, it was as Marston's Pedigree, pedigree. Oh, pedigree I chum. I was Pedigree chum. Dog yeah, food yeah, yeah. and finance. Beer. Yeah, beer. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Marston's Pedigree. Harry, Harry Ramsden's doing in a the, In their currency. way, you know there's like the Black Sheep Brewery. Yeah. Sure. That? That's like a beer company, isn't it? So, oh, really? so they should have had like... um. That is their away kit sponsor because they could have played in black. And it's a brilliant sponsor. You can have that for free, Derby. Well, actually, they're now called Frank Lampard's Derby. It's given official yeah. name. That's right. They are. Um, do you want to touch on the Jeb Wallace interview? Yeah, interesting interview. It's on the news at Den, which is always a source of um, material for our show because um, it's the first place I go to look for uh, you know conversation points. But there's a great interview between, uh, I think it's John Kelly and Jed Wallace talking about Ben Thompson. And it just—it's just this description of the realities of the professional footballer's life. I think sometimes, as fans, we, you know, we we all fall for this—that we all think that there's um, for for the football, it's a job, isn't it? It's it's a career, it's a job, and it's just talking about Ben at, at Portsmouth. Um, how you know he, he you know he had a probably had a future there potentially when mm. and there was no he had a, he had a um, you know a decision to make I mean he's clearly he's got links to Millwall and he's come back because as the interview says there he's got a lot of um, feeling but I just thought the the description of the fan base as a group that can bury you I just thought that was that was quite a nice line a, a fan base that can bury you potentially. well that's that's pretty much true isn't it it, it is true it's a bit like last season when you saw the lovely photos of. Ben Thompson meeting Tim Cale for the first yeah, time. I'd yeah. just like to point out that I would turn into that fangirl if I met Ben Thompson because <laughs> it's the feelings mutual, Ben, if you're out there listening, trust me. I just want to know what you'd turn into if you met Ryan Tannicliffe. Well, the be, Hulk. That'd, that'd be different. If Hulk, that happens, Hulk it, angry. Look, I, I generally believe Ryan Tannicliffe and me are destined to meet on a dark alley somewhere. Well, then we're going down a different show now. But, um, that, that's another one for the extra. Yeah, extra, extra. extra. But no, he's you know, um, Jed's talking about strength of character, which he says is you know um, Ben has shown, and that's correct. He also mentions Jordan Archer in this interview. Strength of character um, after making a mistake, he, did, he played really well in the second half. Did he? Um, well, he didn't make any further errors. Let's put it that way. I know some would argue that's what you're being paid to do, but it does take a certain mentality on the, on the to, to jo- continue on from, from on the subject of Jordan. On the subject of Jordan Archer, my um, mates just their baby. Hello, mm. Jake and Rachel. Um, and they've called their baby Archer. <clears throat> what? In in, in honour of Jordan? Oh, they're not football fans. So my Archer. mates who are football it's fans have, drink. have just posted pictures of Jordan Archer, <laughs> just asking questions. What, what's, what's, hold on, what, what's their surname, just out of interest? Lurton. Archer Lurton. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He's got a middle name. What did you get him? I haven't seen the baby yet. I, I told you, set of sockets banners, pal. Well, actually, yeah. on the club shop update, there's a few Way. bits for the baby. There we go. Yeah, there you go, club shop. There's, there's a, a link in there, ladies and gentlemen. Look, look seamless. Segwayed. Seg- oh, hold on a minute. We're just watching the replay. I thought there was another goal in there. <laughs> what, you thought no. he'd got another one of them weird exactly. sort of kick the goalkeeper in the face. This is a nice line from the Jed interview. Tomo was a real fan's favourite at Portsmouth, Pompey. He's a Duracell bunny. He's everywhere. Winning headers, tackles. You cannot not enjoy watching. I think that's um, that's a nice image. A Duracell bunny. It don't stop until it runs out of patch of power. I like I'm that not, image. I'm not saying anything about... This is part of the new, the new <laughs> cuddly mill wall. We, we've abandoned all that, you know. That, that, it's all fluff, man. That was so last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think the Bermans... I still think the Bermansy Lions... The Bermansy Lions. The Bermansy Lions... Uh, logo that you coined it yeah. might be the new version of Zampa someone should draw that as Zampa's new costume because <laughs> kids Zampa's really a costume but I didn't say that lad um, Villa have got another goal 3-2 yeah. 5 minutes to go uh, uh, it looks like it's Tammy Abraham who has, uh, who has grabbed the goal wow. first and Villa wow what a set piece this is is that Glenn Wheat he's on time he's about 10 yards on oh it's a soft oh, oh the, the keeper's out of mare Soft goal. Talking to Jordan Archer. No. Yeah, yeah, Can I just say, it, it, it would be really, really disappointing if when Jordan Archer has kids, that it's not called Bo and Archer or something like that. Or... I've got another... Strong. Another, Bo. Another <laughs> quote from the news at Den, which I quite like, before we, we move along, just going back to the Rotherham, um, the melee, the incident, the, uh, the, the scuffle. The Royal Rumble. The Rotherham defender... Hint- the Rotherham Rumble. To Sean Williams says, the Rotherham defender hinted at guilt. He hinted at guilt. I don't know how you hint at guilt. You don't you either say guilty. It's a bit like the discussion of he's either he's a little bit offside. He can't be a little bit offside. He either is or he isn't. Well, would, would the defender would said himself, so, so uh, Williams says, that he wouldn't have been happy if he had got that challenge on himself. <laughs> like he jumped on his head. I like how Jake Cooper done happy. an atomic leg drop on him. He just literally ripped his leg up and just decided that was it. I'm I'm going for you. It was it was the most interesting thing about the game. To be fair, the melee was all right. Um, and I mean, I missed the last minute chance for for Lee Gregory. Oh, um, so did he. So oh, hey, um, I see what you. But to there. be to be fair, oh. I mean, you know, given that we we, we touched the crossbar and from the, in the opening minute it was Ben Marshall, and then we mm. had the last minute chance. There wasn't much in between. I remember a volley. I think Marlon might have had a volley. But Rotherham got away with one as well, didn't they? they yeah, the and Archer made a good save. Yeah, yeah. So mm. you know, I'm just I'm Copy just fetching, I'm just giving a sharp look at Harry as I'm saying that, listeners, just so that you're aware of the uh, the dynamics in the room. I'm just giving Harry a bit of a look, Ooh. a death stare. For that. Sorry, I, I apologise for that. I've just seen a two-footed tackle from about 40 yards away. <laughs> it's awful. This is bad. So, yeah, there we are. It's been a, it's, it's been a, a nice, quiet week at the Den after all that excitement of last week and those, all those FA inquiries and that media crucifixion. It's, right. um, it's been nice and quiet I think this week. That's how we like it. Their attention may have been drawn elsewhere. <laughs> I, I think we... Possibly I, so. I think Possibly it, so. I don't know what the right terminology is to say that West Ham have sort of... <clears throat> But here's the thing: taking I mean, the ire off us a little bit. I mean, do you know what's taken? Do you know what's taken my attention off me all this week? What's that? Rate my plate. 
Oh, I saw that with the bacon and eggs. On Facebook, right yeah, my yeah, plate. Yeah. The world, the social media has not been a good thing, in my opinion, to the, to the world. It's Grass cam. <laughs> you, you ever been on Rate My Plate? Rate, is that something rate made by Lions TV? Are you, are you, are you on, are you on the, Facebook? The, the fact Nick's asked, to, asked you to say it again is probably are, are you, are you, I just heard it. I'm, are not you sure, on I'm not liking what I'm hearing. Are you? Rate My Plate. So, yeah. oh. Are you on Facebook? Um, I, I have. I don't really Harry? dabble, dabble in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Young Mickey? Yeah. Yeah? Don't Search rate my, rate, plate. rate my plate. I just read the, the comments. It's just comedy gold. Mm. I sat up to about four o'clock. Is this basically morning, like an Alan Partridge show? Um, no, it's it's like people put a picture of their food. No, but this is the I kind of to, thing that you go, I'm here for a show. I, I, I can't see me <laughs> yeah. devoting large amounts the, of my the, time the, the to looking thing, at uh, rate my plate. Trust me, you will. You will. You will. The best thing I saw on social media recently was use a film title to describe your last toilet and someone wrote Claire with a chance of meatballs <laughs> that one made me laugh <laughs> is this where you get like pictures of um, of Jesus in your in your scrambled eggs or something? no no is it's actually kind of like thing, people's ho- <laughs> can I just say all I know is I've never seen people eat so much super noodles and just like on to- super noodles on toast and stuff I've never Student seen that before North is a strange place Aaron I might shoot in the Mill Cafe and see if I can rate the plate in there see if I <laughs> rate my tray <laughs> <laughs> rate my tray <laughs> 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 up and a Luke shake the only thing let alone what you get in the press box, eh, Aaron, with your food stories. <laughs> yeah, can I just say a big thank you to our two, uh, the two ladies who look after us so well. You know, they're not actually there anymore. Are they? In the, in the God bless them. Okay. You, 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 we'll have to wait till after the next day, but you can describe your brioche. What? Well, Bristol City. Oh, oh, yeah. Have a look. I'll show. I'll show you the brioche. I showed you the brioche, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Absolute shambles. Absolute shambles. <laughs> we're gonna get the uh, we're gonna get the opposition view next. This is Love Sport. <laughs> Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. The opposition view on Love Sport. Uh, Harry, Harry's just said he wanted to meet Bell and Spurling. All I said is, you've got to come in. You've got to pop into Love Sport. Actually, what time do they finish? Past two thirty, isn't it? You've got to pop in about 2.35, just wait outside and ask Johnny Sperling for a hug. Because as I said before, it's it's like hugging a um, a Sharpay. That's the one. <laughs> you know you know a Sharpay dot? It's like hugging yeah. a Sharpay dot. It's genuinely one of the best cuddles. Paddy will vouch for it. If you turn around, look, he's nodding. He's not, he, he's, it's the best it's cuddle. Nodding. That isn't a very aggressive nod. It's the best cuddle you'll ever have in your life. Most, I'm, most I'm, Irish nod he's ever done. I'm, I'm, I'm passing on this. <laughs> you're, you're not having <laughs> a cuddle? He's giving no? me an Irish death stare. Hold the blinds down. <laughs> let's, get, let's get the opposition view from uh, a man who, uh, who, who knows me all, all too well. He taught me at university for three years. I mean, I didn't really go to many classes, but he still claimed. <laughs> to have taught me something. His name is Dr. Hugh Richards, and he is a Swansea City fan. How are you, pal? Aaron, I'm fine. Yourself? Yeah, you not bad. You? Not bad. Thank you for uh, for joining us at such late notice. Um, it's been an interesting week in in the history of Swansea City Football Club. Of course, everyone knows that they were taken over by some Americans whilst they're in the Premier League. Um, but it's sort of all come to a head now with with a bit of a shambles of a deadline day and Hugh uh, Hugh Jenkins announcing his resignation post-defeat to Bristol City on Saturday. That's right, yeah. And I think the, you know, Hugh Richards going, is, sorry, Hugh Jenkins going is very much a, um, a you know, end of an era. He'd been chairman for 17 years. And the Swansea City Trust said at the time, you know, history, you know, history will draw its own judgment on Hugh Jenkins at time as chairman. And I suspect it will say he did absolutely brilliantly for about 12 or 13 years. Um, there then came a point, I think, at which staying in the Premier League became not just a priority, but the only one. And I think clubs that do that 
um, start doing stupid things under pressure, which is what Swansea started doing. You started getting some daft signing, a succession of managers, and the idea of the Americans coming in was they'd bring in, you know, they'd bring in some extra money, they'd bring in some expertise. Uh, the only money they brought in went to the previous owners of the club. Uh, there's no evidence of any expertise. And you know, there was a statement that the Americans would take the club to another level. Well, if taking it down a level counts, they have. Um, so and, you know, Hugh stayed on. And you can look at what that one of two ways. You know, either he was a bit of fig leaf for the Americans or he was a restraint on them. You know, I think we'll... We'll find out a bit more from now on. You know, he's given an interview this week saying he felt that he'd been made a scapegoat because he was very much the public face of the club and he'd stayed on under the Americans. Uh, he took the brunt of a lot of the criticism and clearly had a fairly unpleasant time. What do you um, make of Graham Potter so far? And what have you made of, of the way he's tried to maybe reinvigorate Swansea and, and, and restore some of their identity that had been lost uh, in the... Uh, in the 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 C that was the Premier League, I think Graham Potter has been terrific. Um, it was it was a very interesting appointment. It was almost the one thing Swansea have done in the last three years that followed the pattern of what they've done over the pre over the previous ten or fifteen, which is bringing somebody who's not necessarily a huge name, but fits the sort of club they want to be. He's a you know, bright youngish cosmopolitan and a good coach you know one of the things you need as a small club in the premier league or top end of the championship um is you can't just buy ready-made players you've got to have somebody who makes good players better and i think we've already seen that with potter what he's done with several players who've come out of the under 23s from last season uh he clearly wants to play good football i think he's now a very very important figure at the club because uh, with Hugh Jenkins gone, and there's a question about yeah, whether Hugh's credibility was already so damaged, uh, Potter remains now, I think, the major figure in terms of credibility with the fans. So he's very, very important. If he were to go, uh, I think that, that, you know, that would be the point at which there would be a feeling the club might be in some form of free fall. Very quickly, Andre Green has grabbed an equaliser for Aston Villa at the death. Villa 3, Sheffield United 3. Sheffield United 3 goals up after well, just after the, uh, the hour mark. But it's just finished 3-3 between Aston Villa and Sheffield United. Nick? I'm just wondering how Swansea fans see their club. To, I mean, it might sound like a strange question, but I mean, as an outsider to, to the club, it always seems... Their, their recent reputation has been of a footballing side, you know, a, a team that likes to keep and retain the ball. I think you described them as as a young cosmopolitan side. So um, that, that that kind of encourages a certain style of football. Is that the is that an overwhelming priority for fans that they retain that style, or is winning football? You know, we've just been watching um, Sheffield United on the TV have given up a three goal lead, but um, that a much more kind of industrial side. You know. How do fans see their future um, under under the new management now? Is that, that being asked of me? Uh, yeah, yeah I think the, the style of it's a great question because I think at the moment there's there's real worry about the you know the state of the club as a whole. Um, but I think there's a feeling that football is very important. You know, you got used to playing a certain way. Mm. Um, there's also a feeling, you know, if, if necessary, if you're not always going to be hugely successful, you want to enjoy the football, and I think that's what that's what Graham Potter has brought has brought back. And for, for instance, last year when, you know, we, you know, previous changes of managers, there was discussion, you know, people saying, well, you ought to bring in Tony Pulis. You know, that would have been suicide because yeah. you've got a club which 15 years has been produ- has been developing a different type of player. You'd probably have had to sign an entirely new set of players to start with. 
So it's what, so you know, playing a decent style of football is not is not just a question of what the fans want, yes. but it it, a, it actually makes sense. It's what it's what brought, has brought the club results results for years. In the same way, for instance, that I think Cardiff City down the road have been very sensible this year in sticking with Neil Warnock and sticking with an, a more direct style. It won't necessarily keep them up. But if yeah, if they try to sort of change direction, having got into the Premier League, I think they would have been suicidal. Yeah. So I think what it's yeah, it's very, so that the style is important. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the last time that you, I remember playing you was the season. I think you ended up in the playoffs. We finished eighth, and um, the last time we were in the Championship, and you come down when we were under Kenny Jacket and gave us an absolute footballing lesson. I think it was a realization of how far, mm. even though we finished, I think eighth that season. We was, were, the, was it like a four nil? Yeah, they won four nil and killed mm. off any playoff. Hopes sort of three or four games before the end of the mm. season, and you had players like Angel, Rangel, and uh, and yeah, players like that yeah, at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think realistically, the game earlier on in the season, I mean, you were down to ten men for a large period of the game and still managed to beat us as well. So, mm. um, and they at the post as well, didn't they? yeah, they yeah. Well, no. didn't they? So mm. uh, if if we were to somehow manage to uh, nick a point tomorrow, I think most <laughs> Millwall fans would be very happy. I don't think you're going to see flowing football from Millwall. You might see flowing long balls. Um, I don't know what your two centre-halves are like, but they, they might be doing a lot of running to pick the ball up from behind them. <laughs> yeah, I think as far as, as far as tomorrow is concerned, is we've been a bit unpredictable this season. And uh, Montero, the winger who came on and did all the damage in the last 20 minutes against you at the Den, um, as, is one of the people who's gone out on loan and that's... Uh, Somewhat shambolic final day of the transfer window. Uh, Ollie McBurney, the the, the uh, centre forward who got the who got the winning goal, is injured, or and apparently is a doubt. So you may, you know, it won't be exact exactly the same team. Um, it was I said, good good of you to mention those two games because I, I wasn't going to. We can't forget them. They're ingrained. When, when we get beat at the den, it, you remember I, 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 yep. mainly because we're co- so strong there. Away from home, you kind of. Uh, that's par for the course getting beat to be fair <laughs> over the last couple of years. Well, well, well the thought struck me about that game because I was thinking beforehand about you know, what I might be asked about was that as well as we've played this season and I can't imagine you can possibly have played any worse. Oh no, trust uh, me, we've no, played yeah, worse. Yeah, 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 Didn't know what's the from game. So, so there, therefore, yeah, we, actually, yes, we, we, we had we, we we had a bad time at Rotherham where we we dominated for eighty minutes and somehow managed to lose. So um, well, we went one better. So I, <laughs> I, would, I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, 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 I wouldn't at all assume that uh, tomorrow is anything like a foregone conclusion. You know, it's, I think it's genuine, and I, it is what it is one of the great attractions of having had several years in the Premier League. And um, coming into the Championship, you really don't know what to expect. And I, you know, I've, I found that after years of Premier League predictability, um, that you know, it's, it's one of the things that's hugely refreshing about the Championship as, as a league. And since if you, I think if you'd looked at the um, you, know, you know, who's top, who's bottom at the moment. Um, you know, everybody before season started was talking about Stoke and West Brom. You know, West Brom yeah. finally got somewhere into the fringes. You know, where are Stoke? Where are Nottingham Forest? Um, you know, the people who were being talked about. Um, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's a league which is you know, very, very unpredictable. And in fact, it's all the things the Premier League is supposed to be and isn't. It's competitive and it's unpredictable. And frankly, it's Frankly, for fans, it's much more fun. It is indeed. Uh, can we get a quick score prediction off you? 
Uh, I'll say two under us, but with no great conviction. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Dr. Hugh Richards there, a massive Swansea City fan, an all-round really, really, really clever guy. We're going to go for a pause because it's 14 minutes to 10 o'clock. This is Love Sport. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Paddy's playing this off Betamax. <laughs> the Betamax bandit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Time for your club shop update. Uh, young Mickey Avery's been sampling some of the local delights of the uh, the Den Club shop. So um, that you don't I've, have to. Yeah, exactly. I've heard, I've heard your sauce is a sauce that's once been on this radio show. Yeah, the club shop update sponsored by Brandon Prangles Pringles <laughs> and Lucas Balls Ball. But can, can I just say, by the way, this is like, we're, we're trying to make it into like an interactive listening service. So forget QVC, forget your TV shopping. <laughs> we're doing radio shopping. If you like what you listen, what you're They look better on the radio. If you like what you're hearing... Please send in items to <laughs> any one of our free Twitter feeds. Yeah. And please explain what they are. And we'll auction Millwall, them for you. Yeah, we will. We'll get rid of them. And we, we've got full card machine facilities as well, yeah? I want Millwall memorabilia. I want your rubbish Millwall memorabilia. That is your like really bad, bad stuff. really bad stuff. I want Danny Shitoos, that's what we do, T-shirts. <laughs> that's what I want. There you go. Go on in, Michael. Well, so, you do, you, do you remember a while back we had for the uh, rather large girlfriend who uh, yeah. had too much Christmas? Well, yeah. Yeah. do you want to take her out? Of course you do. It's Valentine's, but, isn't but, it, this week? It's Valentine's, Valentine's this weekend. You want to take the rather larger lady in your life out? The oversized <laughs> check shirt for 12 quid. 12 quid? 12 quid? <laughs> That's a bargain. And, and it's, it's oversized So describe well. it for the listeners. This is a check shirt, like a lumberjack style shirt. We're it it about, is like, it's a bit broke back, man. I'm not going to lie. Is it a bit... Is it a bit golnet? Would you understand? Well, it's, it's, it's got the Mill logo on it, and, and it's actually got um, it, yeah. a crossed sort of section. It looks so, like a pitch. So, so you know, when you've got a rather large woman who's I worried was... about her size, the horizontal or uh, vertical stripes, you've got both. Are they supposed to be slimming? Indeed, indeed. But, however, oh. following on, sorry, Nick, I have to follow Perfect on. Perfect for if you've just been almonds. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, the one. if you're a rather large lady, would look very butch wearing that, wouldn't she? She would. You, you, you wouldn't walk, you walk a rather large lady. Possibly she'd frequent some yeah. of the, uh, the LBGT <laughs> clubs. <laughs> But here's one the white swan here's one for you on lumberjack fetish night following on if you're uh, if you take your rather large girlfriend out and she gets a little bit offended by being called rather large with a close your binder what about the ladies gym sweatshirt Ah, 20% off here you go I can do a description of it it it, it is a it's almost team wear levels of grey yeah it's Mm. it's, it's kind of got a grey is that what they call grey marl a grey mole, yes. and also as well. You're wearing grey moles. We sit here now. It's, po- it's, it's supposed to be. It's not, sorry, sorry, Mickey. I do apologise. We're being quite rude here. How are we talking? I was going to say we've got we've got zip up pockets here. Where if the oversized lady wants to go to the gym, she can it? zip her Twix and her Kit Kats in now. <laughs> how much is that, Michael? This is this is, this if, is if 30, if thirty-six pounds. Thirty-six quid. Is it made by Macquart? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and <laughs> is it in stock? 
Of course it's not. <laughs> no, no. Is it I like, see, where like, is my Morrison jumper? That's if you're going to the den for, to buy Valentine's presents, simple. Don't. But that, yeah. it, it does feature the Roaring Lion, so although you could go to Stratford Market and probably pick it out for under a tenner, I would say, More than, you yeah. wouldn't have your Roaring Lion on it. No. Yeah. So you need to pay your £36. What about, is, the, is the new version of the Bermondsey Lion Cuddle Club toy available <laughs> in the shop yet? Also known as rebranded Simbas. Well, you say that. Oh, that's called Zampa. You say that. Actually, I'm, I'm, on the, uh, I'm on the top sellers. Mm-hmm. So up with the uh, adult away shirt and the adult home shirt, number six is Dark Flights. Dark Flights. Oh, I wonder where we'll be aiming them at. Yeah. Pictures <laughs> of Kevin Friend after okay. tomorrow, no, presumably. Indeed. And uh, what, nothing says February more than a beach towel. Number eight Nothing. on the chart. Well, what? there's a lot of Millwall jet setters out there going off to far flung places what. like Los Angeles, I was, I was like say, Las Vegas. Say, you go to Benidorm right now, yeah. Forget the German Mercedes you towels. Your Millwall yeah. beach towel. You can have half a Bermondsey out there before breakfast. You can have your Acton Millwall. I want to see an Acton Millwall tea towel <laughs> yeah. in Germany. So, so from from the look of the club shop website, you, if if you see a rather large woman playing darts, she's probably a Millwall fan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wearing on, a lumberjack on lumberjack night is that on that break Paddy we're going to bring, bring your girlfriend on, the, on a I no longer want to be part of this podcast an this all, radio all, show no we've got an all inclusive holiday as well <laughs> putting the log back in lumberjack I, I was going to say I was going to say by the way um, very quickly you know I just want to report that there there was a sale actually on the Macron items yeah. um, you know there was I was describing them to you actually Harry I was offering yeah. to purchase one here and there for you you were offering me the lovely third orange kit That's, it's, it looks good you know orange, it looks good yeah, the, the orange shirt. Yeah. For all that, you know, all the uh, Netherlands style football that we play. Delightful, <laughs> delightful. There's the uh, the warm the, the the walkout jacket as well. Oh, I, I like you the walkout say that. jacket. You say that. You this, more, this, was more, item, this was an item. This was an item. Just when you think that you can actually get on there with the team, thirty one pound fifty. That's for a, a bargain. Zip. Bargain. That's a bargain. Also, thirteen pound fifty off a thirty percent reduction. They're, they're giving out it away. of stock. They are giving they it are away. Giving they're losing money on that deal. I can't believe they're, they're, they're doing that. it for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it for the fans. I'm just saying, all I want right now is a Millwall vest for each of us. You know what I really a Macron want? One. Next season, I want a Millwall style Sunderland till I die. Um, Documentary, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Back, back. Just about the club shop. I don't want nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a retail instruction manual. The, the real club shop. Mary, Pot- LinkedIn, Mary, Mary Porterhouse comes <laughs> in and overrides Ted, the shop. Ted Talk: How I Turn Around a Failing Millwall Club Shop. <laughs> Episode one. My name's it's my, not in stock. <laughs> Episode two. We're still waiting for it. Rebranded. My name's Nick Hewer, and I'm in business with Lord Sugar, and I've come here to sort out this shop. Now the crux of the issue here is they have no stock. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been instructing them to spend some cash flow on some stock. Now, when you've got no stock, you've got nothing to sell. Therefore, this space is redundant. <laughs> and the crying shame, I mean, on a serious point, is that they're, they're, if they got there is the, no serious point with the club shop. <laughs> no, if they got the gear right, they could sell a lot of stuff. <laughs> to be fair, it was supposed to be a pizza up, weren't it, in the original stadium? Was it actually? Journey. Yeah. yeah Banter. Yeah. yeah. When, when the den was built, um, which you see the odd photo occasionally on Twitter. To be fair, they'd sell more. The there was talk of franchising McDonald's and Pizza Hut and, and, and Burger King. And, like a barnet. 
Yeah, it was yeah, kind of in the corner. And that's yeah. why you've really got clothes thing. for fat people because of all the food, fast food outlets you would have had there. And instead of shirts. Lumberjack shirts. In I would have liked an outside pub. That would have been really good. What's the name of the, the New York hot dog, Johnny Rockets hot dog store we have in there? They, 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 they got a good hot Franks. They <laughs> <laughs> gave it a Bronx kind of... Um, is, it? is that what it is, is it in the West it? End? <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the East. they changed that now? I don't I'm know. in the East End. I'm in the... I'm in the I'm in the dirty <laughs> rascal stand. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, what about our politically correct song? Shall we finish off with some politically correct songs? Yeah, very quickly. I was going to say, um, look out because I, I'm I'm hoping that we get a spring summer collection out of Nick for Acton Mill. You know, the beach I, I, towels I, I, and shorts I, I, and whatnot. A tea towel. We once did a tea. Get the beach towel. We once done a tea towel about our favourite ever Austrian. Oh yeah, Stefan Mayerhofer. That's right, Mayerhofer's yeah. So to close this week's show, I thought we we cover the great post of um, the acceptable chance that can be chanted at Millwall from the 2019-20 season, oh, which was doing the rounds on 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 Twitter. Um, should we take them in turn? Shall I start? Yep. Uh, 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 no one likes us. We don't care. It's out. You, we can't sing that anymore. The FA will throw us out of football. So now we're going to sing. Everyone loves us. We do care. Everyone oh. loves us. We do care. Love them all, love them all, United, Wet Spam, even the blue team in Liverpool is a replacement <laughs> for a famous chant that I'm not allowed to say on radio. <laughs> Michael. We paid for your hats, we paid for your hats. What a good way to spend our council tax. We paid for your hats. Stick the drum on a harness. <laughs> stick the drum on a... What's this all about, stick the drum stick on a harness? Stick the drum um, in a, your... a place where oh, right. something's yeah, Stick the drum yeah. on a harness. Or alternative safety bracket, stick the drum on a harness. Carry on. Your support, your support, your support is very good. <laughs> your is support your, is very good. This one for Ipswich and Norwich is your agricultural machine. <laughs> is your agricultural machine? Is your agricultural machine parked outside? Let's do it. Let's do a, a joint chim chimney chim chimney chim chim true. We, we love those people, people in Clarence. And and not really. <laughs> Absolutely delightful. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure once again. This Thank is the Acton Millwall podcast with the spring summer collection coming on next week. If you are a lumberjack shirt wearing woman who enjoys darts, give us a call, give us a tweet. I'm back on Monday where we talk all things Arsenal. Have a great weekend. Coming, you lines. Bye for now. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.